So uh, each afternoon at this time, uh, we'll offer some um, reflections, practice, guided practice in the, in the heart, heart practice realm. And um, I'll say a few words and then, uh, then guide us. And you can listen with your eyes open or eyes closed. Uh, When you think about the alternatives to love, namely hatred or apathy, the path gets kind of clear, yeah? There are some details to be worked out, but the alternatives to open-heartedness are uh, quite grim. And um, even even if we're only interested in the one one wing of the two wings of awakening—wisdom, compassion—even if we lean towards wisdom, we depend in deep ways on love. That actually to open to the human condition takes a lot of love. And before insights become insights, we actually grieve the loss of illusions. And so love is, uh, it's really needed all along the way. And the kind of love I'm talking about, um, sort of like, Metta, uh, loving-kindness, sometimes translated as friendliness. I think of it as a quiet, as a quiet love that is um, devoid of uh, possessiveness. said to be measureless, both in the sense that we can attune in moments to its boundlessness. There's nothing on the other side of your love. And as the mind gets quiet, that's sometimes the only thing that's actually present. But it's also measureless in the sense that we are stepping out of the realm of measuring, of measuring self, of measuring other. Loving kindness is not something you award yourself for your characteristics or your accomplishments. 
it's it's not like uh, we're sort of like in doing loving kindness practice, assessing all the pros and cons of me. This is uh, beyond questions of deserving and undeserving. We're actually stepping out of the realm of, of measuring the self. And just that, there's a real burden released. So metta practice can function in at least, um, at least three ways. So most uh, prominently as a, as a kind of cultivation practice or some, something, maybe a better language is sort of accessing. But we start to touch into uh, a kind of softening of the heart. And a kind of quiet love that is purified of of our our impulse to control. This can um, be a whole path in itself. But um, metta also functions as um, as a concentration practice. So sometimes there may be very, there's not so much feeling happening. There's not the chest filled with a kind of lightness and warmth or something like this. But you just pour all of your attention into those phrases, the words we offer to ourselves, to others. And this can be a way of getting more and more quiet. So cultivation, concentration, and then the third is purification. Part of what can happen in the course of um, metta practice is that it like the, the love pulls everything to the surface, which is not love. Yeah. And so there's uh, frustration or numbness or grief or something. And um, this is not the practice going sideways or something. This is part of the logic of the practice itself. Because sometimes metta for me is less about the kind of flowering of of some warmth, loving kind of uh, uh, state and more just what allows whatever needs to be felt to be felt. And somehow looking directly at it with our mindfulness practice, 
doesn't make quite enough room in all moments for what needs to be known to be known. And that attitude of tenderness, of care, gentle, quiet love, that gives us access to something important, even if it doesn't look anything like love. And then maybe we just love that. Maybe we love whatever is arising in this path of purification. Maybe we love that to death, as one of my teachers said. Or maybe you go back to the, the mindfulness practice. But cultivation, concentration, purification, what this means is no matter what is arising in you, there's some way to do heart practice. Yeah, so this doesn't exclude anyone Just settling into your posture. Getting as uh, as comfortable as you can without sacrificing alertness. Maybe taking some some deeper breaths, feeling the breath in your belly, softening your belly.
and just sensing your your heart. Just this state right now, after this day, after this uh, this month, this year, life. Just what is the state of your heart right now? Whatever you find, see if you can uh, just bring a little bit of uh, this care, this love to your own heart in this moment. What would it be to uh, to meet your your own heart, your own experience with uh, love, rather than measure yourself, measure this day, measure your practice. measure everything that makes you think you're worthy or unworthy.
when we actually begin to perceive uh, the human condition, the human predicament more clearly, hatred becomes less and less tenable. Love becomes more and more obvious, just a natural response to being sentient, to being subject to pleasure and pain. And so silently, inwardly, you might offer something along the lines of uh, the words, may, may I be happy. May I be safe, protected. May I be at ease. These phrases we make as offerings, as if offering flowers to the Buddha statue. It's not so much a a prayer, but a way of accessing your own heart now in its depth. May I be happy. May I be safe and protected. May I be at peace.
and find words that uh, resonate. Some people find it helpful to use the visual system too. Sometimes you might envision what you look like through the eyes of a very loving, compassionate person. Maybe it's someone in your life. Maybe it's someone like the Dalai Lama. What, what would they see looking at you? You're being invited to be, uh, that uh, practice is, is being moved by your own goodness. The more deeply we're moved by, by our own goodness, the more poignantly we see the longing of all beings when we look in their eyes to be happy, safe, at ease, peaceful. It's not uh, a self-indulgence. 
maybe there's some sense of uh, warmth opening in your heart center. Even just a hint of a hint is enough. Even just cracking the tiniest smile can be enough. Maybe there's a sense of that uh, sensations of care radiating. No matter what's arising, there's a way to practice. Maybe just pouring all of the attention into the phrases. Maybe the intention around metta is pulling to the surface uh, some undigested pain. So obviously worthy of love also.
The suttas say that uh, one who loves himself will not harm another. And as we experience the vividness of our own joy and sorrow and suffering and freedom, as we experience this more and more vividly, as we get to know what it's actually like to be human, moment by moment, we start to see poignancy everywhere. Start to become more and more natural to affirm this simple wish. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe, protected, May they be at ease.
Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.